Dennis Riggs, former local news reporter, is a friend of mine who has spent his entire career in the media. And because of his media connections, he is able to get free passes to movies. And sometimes Dennis would take me free to the movies with him. Well, when we come to the end of the movie, everybody else would get up and leave, but we had to stay for the credits. Dennis found the credits interesting, important to him, and I learned a few things too. We had to stay for all the credits. I mean, all the way to the bitter end of the credits. And if you've ever done that before, there's a lot of credits at the end of the movie when everybody else has left. But Dennis and I were sitting there. And the credits not only list the stars, but they list the people who are less than stars, uh, like uh, the cameramen, the audio mixers, the makeup artists, and the grip. A grip is like a video stagehand. The grip carries the equipment. The grip moves the scenery around. Uh, when you need gaff tape, the grip goes to get the gaff tape and all those unspectacular things that are absolutely necessary to make the production come off. Now, here's the question. Are you a grip for the Lord Jesus Christ? The gospel lesson is about the baptism of Jesus. And when I think of the baptism of Jesus as a scene in a movie, I don't really feel all that involved. Over the Christmas break, I watched the new Batman movie, Dark Knight. And most of the scenes in Dark Knight really reached out and grabbed me. They drew me in, especially when the Joker was talking right into the camera and he scared the bejeebies out of me. But when I look at the baptism of Jesus as a scene in a movie, it just doesn't seem to draw me in and involve me. And so I try and involve myself, and I identify uh, with John the Baptist. But he was trying to manage, direct the scene, and he said, I shouldn't baptize you, you should baptize me. But his attempted directions were politely brushed aside by Jesus. Jesus moved him off of center stage. The whole scene is about Jesus. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. In the next scene, theologians call that the context, but in the next scene, Jesus goes off into the desert to be tempted. And again, I just don't feel terribly drawn into that scene as I, as, as, as I watch it. Uh, he's tempted by the devil. The devil leaves. Uh, the angels come and uh, attend him. Those angels are sent 
by the one who said, this is my beloved son. That's well and good, but again, I just don't feel directly involved in that. It doesn't seem direct to me. Next scene in this movie is the beloved uh, son beginning to preach. And he says, repent, the kingdom of heaven has drawn near. And I listen to that and he says, repent. And I wonder, are you trying to draw me in? And I ponder that, but I'm pondering that as I'm watching the scene at a safe distance in my theater chair. In the next scene, the beloved approaches individuals, Peter and Andrew, James and John, and he says to those individuals, follow me. And they do. They do. I'm still watching. Well, the scenes keep going and going and going. He heals the sick. He preaches to a lot of crowds and on and on. But the scenes start to move faster and faster until we get to the terrors of the crucifixion and the almost, almost unbelievable story of a resurrection back to life. And this is great drama. I'm watching it saying, you know, this story really starts rolling. This is great drama. But I'm watching it safely in my comfy theater seat. Until, until the beloved jumps right out of the screen and calls me by name and says, you repent and follow me. Whoa. Now, I'm involved. When a beloved jumps out of the screen in baptism, he isolated me. He isolated me from every relationship that I have. Friends, family, spouse. He isolated me when he jumped out of God's big screen and says, you follow me. And baptism also isolated you. In baptism, the beloved one, the one who had fulfilled all righteousness, drowned your unrighteousness and gives you in a most mysterious way his righteousness. Our community, therefore, is not about immediate relationships. Our relationships as friends and family are not immediate, but rather they are to be, and I hope they are, mediated by the one who went into the Jordan River, fulfilled all righteousness, and because he successfully filled all righteousness in our place and for us, he is now the mediator between God and man. 
And he's not only the mediator between God and man, he is the mediator between you and me, between all of us. You do not have a direct relationship with anybody on this campus or in this world. You and I only have relationship with him. The one who in your baptism and mine jumped out of that big screen and pulled us out of the safe distance of our padded pews and says, I'm bringing you into the divine drama with all that that entails. It's grief, it's anxiety, it's mourning, it's joys, it's ups, it's downs, it's exhilarations, it's times of depression. He yanks us out of our safe, comfortable pews and he brings us right into the action. When that happens, and it happened to you in baptism, you were drawn into this divine drama, and you're in it today. Whether you think about that or not, we are in this today because our relationship is directly with Jesus Christ more than with anyone else. When the beloved drew you into that immediate relationship, then I became a grip. When you were baptized, drawn into that one and only relationship that makes any difference in your life, you became a grip. We are not the co-stars of the divine drama. We are not the directors, we are not the producers, and I certainly hope that we are not the makeup artists covering over our unrighteousness with a good cosmetic veneer. We're just the grips and happy to be the grips in his service. So whenever a scene comes up in our day-to-day life that needs a grip, I'm here. You're here. Whatever it happens to be. Uh, There may be a scene that requires uh, honor and deference to a properly constituted authority, the fourth commandment. And in that case, a grip says, I'm here to obey. There may be a situation that requires you or me to go outside of our way, outside of our normal habits of doing things, to safeguard the physical well-being of another person, the fifth commandment. And as grips, we say, I'm here, I'll do it. There may be a tempting sexual scene, and the grip obeys the sixth commandment. There may be a scene that has to do with the material blessings that God has still so bountifully lavished upon us even in a time of recession. The seventh commandment and the grip shows himself, herself to be a good steward of the blessings. And in all the ongoing scenes in our campus life together, there are certainly many scenes that invite us to ad lib Ad-lib something that puts down, that slanders, that puts a worse construction upon something that another has done. And when we're in that scene and we're tempted to ad-lib, by the Spirit we 
beat that natural impulse. And by the Spirit, we put the best construction on everything, the Eighth Commandment. Well, sooner or later, all the scenes for you and all the scenes for me are going to be played out. And everybody will be leaving the theater. If somebody happens to stay, they might see that you, you were a grip for the Lord Jesus Christ. But most people won't see that because they go on to what they go on. But you know, that's okay if we're featured in the credits as nothing more than a grip for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's fine because it is in losing our own life that we find it. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.